During the last four broadcasts, I've presented a series of vignettes, little scenes or slices of life that we've commented about. We haven't tried to give you all the answers. We couldn't begin to on the short period of time that we have. But what I have tried to do is to point out certain guidelines or certain general principles, scriptural principles, for dealing with such situations. And then to get you to think about these questions more fully and to get you to think about what to do next. Well, let's take our last one today. Here is the fifth in this series of vignettes. Ready? Here it comes. Mary, I've had it. You won't want. I'll see to it that you and the children are provided for. But I'm leaving. I just can't take it anymore. This fighting, this screaming, this yelling at the children, it's too much for me. I've lost all of my respect for you. I grit my teeth every time I walk through the door at night, wondering what kinds of problems you'll hit me with and whether I'll be able to pick up the pieces again this time. I'm just tired of it all. This is no way for two Christians to live. I know it's wrong for me to leave, but it seems wrong to stay, too. I guess this is a lesser of two evils. I just don't love you anymore. I don't feel a thing for you. All my love has been drained to the last drop. Wow, there you have it. And yet it's not unfamiliar in one form or another. The fighting, the yelling at the kids, the losing of respect for one another, the gritting of the teeth, the waiting for a problem, waiting for the roof to, dis to come down. All of this, very difficult and yet very familiar to many people listening today. Is it something you've been facing in your home? Maybe everything except the ultimatum that I'm leaving characterizes your situation. Well, first of all, this father was abandoning his headship responsibilities. He was responsible for the wife as well as for the children in this home as well as for his own life, and he wasn't seeing things that way. That's the first principle and the first guideline that needs to be mentioned. But the father himself has got to realize that this condition is primarily something that he's responsible for. He should have done something about it long before this, and even now he is responsible to do something about it at this late date in history. He can't leave and run away. That's not the answer. He must change the situation. He sees it as an either-or. I know it's wrong to leave, but it seems wrong to stay too. He sees those two options, those two alternatives, and only those two. But there's a third. It is wrong to leave. That's exactly right. And so he can't do it. It would be sin against God, and it's already sin in his heart to think of doing so, and sin against his family. It's wrong to leave, so that's not an option. It's wrong to stay too, he says. Well, he means by that, it's wrong to go on in the way that they have gone on, fighting and arguing and screaming and yelling and anticipating fights and picking up pieces and so on, and just growing farther and farther apart. He's right about that. It is wrong to go on that way. It's wrong to stay there in that condition. But the alternative is not to do another wrong thing and leave. The only alternative, the only option that either one of these people have, Mary and her husband have, is this to change the situation, 
It's wrong to go on as they do in the status quo with all of its sin, and it's wrong to break it up. The only thing to do, the only option that God holds forth, and it's the best and most wonderful option of all, is to change the situation his way. Now the husband thinks that because he doesn't feel anything anymore for his wife, that his love has been drained out to the last drop, that he can't make a marriage anymore out of this marriage. The fact is that love is not feeling first, as we said many times on these broadcasts, and I just repeat it at this point, and he needs to have a counselor tell him so. The two of them need to go to their pastor where he can sit down and he can evaluate this situation biblically and give them the kind of concrete, direct uh, assignments that will help them to solve these problems God's way. Now, the situation by no means is hopeless. This situation has all kinds of hope in it. The basic reason why there's hope is because the Spirit of God is here. You might not notice it from what's happening in the home, but both of these people know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and the Spirit of God dwells within them. Even though the Spirit may be quenched at times by the fighting and the hard, abusive language that grieves him so deeply, but he's there, and that is an unanswerable resource, an unfathomable depth, uh, depth of, of resources that they can really dip down into as the Spirit of God gives them strength and help and information from the Word of God if they are only to seek it and follow it in obedience. This marriage can be dealt with. One of the things that's going to have to be handled right away is the matter of headship. That's missing. The responsibilities of headship need to be stressed. Secondly, deep concern and love for the wife. Thirdly, discipline for the children. Much has to be done here to deal with the right kind of, of discipline with these children. Fighting, screaming, and yelling at the children is no way to solve the problems. But there is a right way to discipline children. And this family has not developed that right way. The husband and the wife both are going to have to sit down together and to work out rules, perhaps even a code of conduct for dealing with the children. And they'll be amazed that as soon as they begin to work out these rules, only a few at a time, but beginning to really follow them through with reasonable biblical responses uh, instead of yelling, uh, using the switch, as the Bible calls it, the rod, maybe a nice piece of springy forsythia switch to use on the kids' legs whenever they go wrong or whatever it may be, but using the switch and showing them how uh, they're going to be dealt with uh, when they sin and then making them do the thing that they ought to do in spite of it and in spite of their sin. Yelling will never solve any problems. But the Bible says that the rod will make a difference. Then the self-pity that the husband has, the fact that he readies himself up for it in anticipation coming home in the car. He says, I grip my teeth every time I walk through the door at night, wondering what kinds of problems you'll hit me with and whether I'm able to pick up the pieces again this time. He's been probably thinking about coming home or not coming home all the way home in the car. And so when he gets there, he's all ready for it. And no matter what the wife says, no matter what she does, no matter what conditions he finds, he's likely to create a problem even if it doesn't exist. And of course, if it does exist, when he's in that condition, he's not going to be in shape to handle it. If he were praying on the way home, asking God to give him strength and wisdom to handle whatever difficulties he might make, meet, trying to think of God's solutions and the passages of Scripture that might guide him in, in reaching them, then he could be productively preparing himself for what's going on when he gets home. And this husband has become a blame shifter. 
His anger is over his frustration. Instead of assuming his own responsibilities as he should, he's blaming everything on the wife and kids. No, this husband needs to have the help of a sturdy pastor who can face him with his responsibilities and then who can go on to show him the how-to of practicality, uh, the how-to of applying scripture passages to the concrete situations in this marriage that need to be dealt with. There is all the hope in this marriage that there is in Jesus Christ. The development of a conference table at which problems are solved around the word of God, at which prayer ascends for these difficulties, and at which people speak to each other in a right and biblical way is something that will soon be developed and replace the screaming and yelling with joyous solutions to problems. Lord, bless this home and many others like it, we pray. For Christ's sake, amen.